Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. John and I are going to compare our notes about how to win with money. He's got five points. I've got five points. Rock, scissors, paper. Who goes first? Let's go. Hey, John. Hey, Glenn. How are you? Mate, I'm good. All right. A couple of things. I just want to swing back around and do some housekeeping. If you're a listener of the podcast and you've been with us from the start, thanks for hanging in there. (laughs) Just wanted to say thank you. Well done for putting up with us for 12 months. It's uh, a bit over 12 months now, but yeah, we're rounding to 12. So, thank you. Haven't got grey hairs yet. Not, Not yet. So, yeah, I just wanted to swing back around and say thanks for being a loyal listener. If you're a new listener, strap on in, baby. It's, <laughs> it's going to get lit. <laughs> and then if you're a transient listener and just visiting for the episode, welcome. I mean, welcome. we can't be everything to everybody, but we're just two Aussie battlers having a dig. <laughs> having a go. I spoke to someone today who just joined us about a month ago and yeah. they're just playing massive catch up and, yeah. and loving it. Yeah. No, it's good. It's funny. The people that play massive catch up, they'll write in on Instagram and say, hi, Glenn, John and Aaron. Yeah. I was like, nah, sorry, you, you haven't caught up yet. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, welcome to anyone who's new. Uh, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We, we like to have good chats about money and keep you encouraged. We just want to be your voice, your accountability, your encouragement. We want to be in your corner. This is not a show for the transient people. You are welcome to listen, but this is a show for our podcast community. So, yeah. Go away if you're not passionate. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, John. You're savage. This episode today, we're going to talk about how to win with money. Um, I've got five ways to win with money. John's got five ways. We'll compare them. We'll chat them out. But I've actually, a lot of listeners write in with questions. I've got a question that it, it might come up for some people. It hasn't really come up for me much. My water pump. At home, mm-hmm. something's wrong with it. I've got to get the plumber out. And it's just not pump Like, it's so it caps. It gets the rain water from the roof and it's used for the back taps, the washing machine and the toilets, right? Yep. There's something up with it just not working. And then my toilet in the ensuite, it's playing up and I, I need to get a natural gas point put in out the back for a... My outdoor barbecue, my stovetop needs a new freaking thing. My gas point inside, I need to move. Like, it's just all this stuff that... Yeah, first world problems. Basically. And because it was a brand new house, I didn't have all these problems before. So, it's been four years. So, I was thinking, like, when money... When things come up at home, like, Mm. do you allocate money for your home budget or property maintenance or whatever because i've got to get a plumber out and there's probably half a day's worth of work yeah um and i've not traditionally allocated stuff like that in my spending plan Mm. because i'd usually just cash flow the odd trip to bunnings if i need a you know hose from my blow account 
Yeah, well, it's probably a bit of. It probably comes out of the the life buffer a bit, doesn't it? Where you where it's unforeseen. Yeah. Things in your life, and and the hot water system is probably one of those. The, uh, where, the pump. Well, whatever. Or whatever it is, it is. that, yeah, that yeah, happens yeah. around yeah. your house. And, yeah. But and depends on the age of the property. If it's your own home that you're living in and it's and it's thirty years old, then you probably want to be allocating funds each month yeah absolutely because you know there's probably something going to go wrong so i I would say and as well a friend she texted me the other day and said hey i've got to get my wisdom teeth out and obviously we don't budget for ad hoc medical stuff that's not planned yeah um and she said i don't have enough money in my blow account do i take it from my cash hub yeah and i said well no you don't take it out of your cash hub because anything in your cash hub should be accounted for so you'd just be messing with the system. Yeah. So that leaves... Don't mess with the system. Don't mess with the system. The system works. <laughs> it's like those people that like argue with me about how to pay off debt. Like when I say, I'll do it this way. Oh, but that makes no sense. And I'm like, well, Captain Science, if, you, if you're that smart at making sense, you wouldn't have 20 grand in personal debt paying 18% interest. So You want, you want my help. Yeah. Um, so the money's got to come from somewhere. So yeah. for my yeah. own kind of situation at home, like there might be a couple of grand there. Yeah. It's not coming out of my cash hub because that's all my bills. I don't have that amount in my blow account. No. I, I don't really, if I take it out of the emergency fund, I've just got to top the emergency fund up again anyway. Yeah. So it's just got to come out of savings. But if it comes out of the emergency fund, at least there's a transaction in and out from there that you can yeah. see. I don't know. It's just good. That'd be good practice for me to go and do that now. Yeah. Logically, I just don't do that anyway. But yeah, but, <laughs> but if I was recommending to someone, it, that's where it'd be. Yeah, I, and I probably, if you are going to take it, it's not an emergency. I think it's more maintenance. But if you are taking it out of your emergency fund, you need to top the emergency fund back up anyway. Yeah. Which means you're stopping your savings and you're investing until that emergency fund is topped back up. Yeah. Yeah. So the moral of the story is anything that is not budgeted for, so my plumbing crap at home, excuse the pun. Um, <laughs> and your crap probably caused it. No. <laughs> John, I need to go there. Um, whether it's your wisdom teeth yep. that is not allocated for, the money can't come from the cash hub because if you start taking money from the cash hub for stuff that isn't allocated, you, you'll be like some of my clients, they email and say, oh, the cash hub ran out of money. I'm like, keep your freaking mitts out of it. Mm. So that's just a bit of, I guess, cash flow yeah. chatter. Bit of um, real, real life stuff. Yeah. So are you ready to have a bit of a chat ski about how to win with money? Yeah, I am. You're listening to My Millennial Money. Although most people would say buying a really, really old car that doesn't work isn't the right move, as long as you can afford it, we think it's fine. So I text John last night as usual and said, hey, we're going to do an episode tomorrow. I want you to think of five ways of how people can win with their money. And I've got my little list of five. And do you want to do... So, again, like when we do these things, we don't discuss these prior with each other. No, we don't. We don't give each other much notice. 
Well, yeah. you have more notice than I have because it's true. you thought of it three months ago <laughs> and only told me 24 hours. <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, but nevertheless. Nevertheless, we're here now. Okay. So, do you want to do one for one? Right. And do you want to save the best till last? Oh, how do you do that when you got five ball terrors? <laughs> oh, and also, as a rule for this game now, you've got one wild card. So, if you think of something while oh. we're going... <laughs> Because that happens. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's just created a new, new rule on the spot because he's got a sixth one already up his sleeve. <laughs> Look, I'm only human. Ah, uh, strike. So, do you want to do paper, scissors, rock? Who goes first? Yep. And we just do one, two, three. Oh, John got okay, scissors. First. I did paper. So, what's your first one, John? Okay. My first one is value your spare change. So, what do you mean by that? So, I think in our life, and this will relate back to a few others that I've got. And after this episode, can you email me these points? Thank mm. you. I'll, mess, I'll text you. <laughs> Email's better. Thanks. So, yeah, value your spare change. So, we've all got a few bucks, 10, 20, whatever, you, whatever you've got sitting in the console of your car or the, the bench at home. Um, it all adds up to the little things add up to greater things. So, if we're spending our spare change all the time on sweet nothings, which usually they are, over the course of twelve months, five years, ten years, whatever, that adds up to big items on your uh, on your wealth agenda. Yeah. yeah. And how do you like? What's the best piece of advice mm. that people can value their spare change or? So. Yeah, so there's a number of ways, and I I take it back to my kids' life. Is well, the spare change can go in the jar where once a month you take it to the bank, like the kids do, right? That that concept of feeling it and and seeing a reward for it at the end by putting it into the bank account. Yep. Now, yes, that's not going to be great for our savings and um, interest and earning all of that, but it's the concept of appreciating the spare change or the little things that we've got. Yeah. Now, in this, I guess, day and age on that, see, when I used to have, uh, when I used to use cash, yeah. I used to put change in my pocket every day yeah. and of an evening, and I've still got the piggy bank next to my bed Yeah, and I probably should take it to the bank because it's still full. <laughs> I used to put the change in there. Every time I took the piggy bank, there'd be, you know, 80, 90, $100 in there yeah. and that does add up. Mm, absolutely. Now, but in this day and age, you need to be chatting to your bank about roundups because yep. there's just the the small little 20 cents here and there you yeah. legitimately do not miss. So there's apps like Raise who they they've got a roundup system and they invest money. Yep. And there's actually we did an episode with the founder of Raise. Now it's if you go into the Facebook group and into the photo section, you'll see a photo of the Raise logo and under that there's a Dropbox link. Now the audio quality was not good enough to put that podcast episode live because he dialed in and it was um, it was mm. not great. So that's an example of yeah. a product that's out there. Again, not financial advice, just mm. there. And you could just Google um, micro investing roundups. Yeah, there's plenty of. Yeah. Cool. All right, Yours. John. All right, let's look. I'm just going to go. I'll throw something. I this is and yes, this is basic. It's dumb. Just on your spare change thing, John. I heard a thing. If you've got spare change in your car console, yes, which I don't because I don't have any cash. But if you do, yeah, you are in the top one percent of the world's wealth. 
Really? Yeah. But I think, and I think it was something like, even if you've got a car worth $5,000, right. you're probably in the top 2%. Like, it's yeah. just crazy. Yeah, well, that, that would be that would be right, given the amount of poverty in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, so my my basic one, get a spending plan. Mm. Like, if you're not actually have structure, yep. systems, processes, yep. you're, not, you're actually not going to win with your money. I don't no. care. I've had clients, they inherited millions and millions of dollars, like just under 10 million. Right. Um, there's almost none left. Really? They did not have a structure. They spent it all. They were spenders like me. Yeah. When I met them in 2010, 2011, I said, let me help you. I'll make sure you have $200,000 a year to live off for the rest yeah. of your life yeah. and do whatever you want. Nah. And wow. so I don't care if you earn 35, 40, 50 grand a year or have $10 million, you need a system or structure. It's not what you turn over, it's what's left over. That's right. Mm. Thank you, Gandhi. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. I'm just going to, so that's just a little one for me. You've got to have some type of spending plan or system. Yeah. You know, I do my online course, which it's $59, sortyourmoneyout.com or mm. Google Glenn James spending plan. That's actually a pre-Googled thing at the moment. Is you it? type in Glenn James and it comes up spending plan. There you go. Yeah. So You've hit the internet big time. Hundreds and you? hundreds of people have done that course and it's changed lives. Yep. So impacted. So what's the second one for you, Johnny? Well, it's, it's pretty similar to that one, to be honest. Uh, yep. Mine was save consistently. So knowing that uh, obviously you know what you're, what you're spending and what you need to spend in your life, but what are you actually saving each day, week, month, year, and how does that look like for you in the next 10 years? Yeah. Because, again, the concept of, well, if I'm saving $50 a month, that's $600 a year. In 10 years, that's six grand or might not seem much. And that does dovetail into the spending plan because if you've got a good spending plan or budget, you know that, hey, that $300 a month left over legitimately I do not need mm. to exist. So and I can allocate that for the future. That's right. And organically, you don't miss the amount that you save, do you? No. Like I've never said, a client's never come to me and said, oh, that two grand a month I'm putting away now, I'm really missing, I'm not enjoying my life anymore. Yeah. Like, oh, and I forgot to mention the second part of my spending plan point. Uh, <laughs> automate your savings. Automate, yes. So... In my is that, life. Is that tip number two? No, no. It's just uh, I forgot to add it. Oh, he's created <laughs> appendixes to each of them now. Listen so, to it. yeah, in my life, everything I do is automated. Yes. Everything. Yeah. In terms of money, everything's automated. Yes. Because it removes Glenn, the loose unit, yeah. and getting his mitts on it. Yes. He's How's made, this? made automates everything for How's him. How's this? I was at the... Actually, and if you go to the end of this episode, I tell this story about my health. When I was at the specialist the other day... It was $250. I, di- I, I didn't have the money left in my blow account because it was Wednesday. Yeah. So, there was only $111 left in there. Because <laughs> it was $250, I thought I had that much money in my blow account. But I, I just, I was ill-prepared. Mm. Okay. I'm just human, John. Back yeah. off. Yeah, you are. I, so, I didn't have $150 in my blow account. I had another account, which I had to have the card in my wallet for something else. I forget. It was like a mortgage offset account. I'm like, oh, I'll just have to use that. Yeah. Because I knew there was some money in there. Did that, declined. I didn't even know the pin card, <laughs> of the pin for my card. And I'm like, 
What's the freaking money guy he hasn't got $250 to pay yeah, this thing? And then a reality check. Yeah, so I had to then I'm just like, oh crap. So can, I just had to use the, the business card. Can I write you a check? Yeah. And it was just oh, it was funny. So my system's kind of so automated yeah. that if I do have, you know, a two hundred I just totally forgot yeah. and I have to plan. The automated system has outsmarted you. It did. So right, that once cool. a year that I get tripped up, it's mm. kind of worth it because it, all the other wins I get. Yeah. All right. What's your second? Um, what are we going to go here? I'll probably... I'm just going to go buy the cheapest car your ego can afford yep. and do it with cash. I did an episode a couple of weeks ago on the Express on the Express podcast with a girl under 30. She'd saved 90 grand and she earns 70 grand a year or whatever. Mm. And... She did not have a car payment. All these people who save decent amounts of money for their home deposit, for the investment property deposit, who have money, it's very rare that they've yeah. got a car payment. Yeah. So Totally overrated, aren't they? Yeah. So, just buy a cheap car with cash. Mm. Don't get a car loan, you know. No, nah, that's a good tip. That's a good tip. What's your third one? Uh, well, my third one is... Use cash. Mm-hmm. Because I think, and personally, I've gone full circle with this. Credit cards are, are so convenient, and I've never used Afterpay, but apparently it's going berserk. Um, are so convenient, out of sight, out of mind. I'll just tap and I'll tap for this next thing, and I've online shopping and, and all this. Uh, this bizzo is just creating debt. Yeah. to more Australians than, than ever before. So when we physically take money from the bank, and I get it that if we're paying our insurance or our electricity, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's a different story. But for our day-to-day spending, if we're taking cash from the bank and it's physically in our wallet, we hand over the money to pay for a coffee or whatever it may be, it's going to hurt a hell of a lot more than simply tapping. So are you doing that yourself now? I'm seeing cash in my wallet for the first time in 10 years. That's interesting, John, because I know even when we started the podcast a year ago, mm. you were pretty much credit card, pay it, yep. clear it every month. Yes. And I've been against that idea and pretty vocal on it mm. uh, for some time. The only reason why is, and I just made this note here, you know, technology does not cater for human behavior. No. No. And it actually eradicates human behavior. Yeah. And what I would say is, my blow account is that I think I transfer five hundred dollars a week over to my up bank account. Yeah. That's my quote unquote cash. Mm. Okay. I don't use the ATM, but if I do want to save more money and go that one step further, I would withdraw from my blow account. Yeah. I'm in a position where I don't need to penny pinch. Mm. However, if you Google um psychology of spending, yeah. Like there is so much like Maccas in America, when they first introduced credit cards to their terminals, people were spending 12 to 18% more when they were paying with plastic Card. and yep. credit than if they were paying for with cash. Yep. yep. And you even look back at the first of the series, Scratch the Itch with Cash, where we yeah. talked to Asher about buying a car with cash as yes. opposed to getting a loan. He was more considered, smarter. I talk about my mistakes that I've made in business and thankfully I used cash and didn't borrow mm. because you can 
amplify your mistake if you use debt. Yeah. So, if you are, and it goes back to what we were saying earlier, and it goes back to that, just change one thing, even if it's very small. Yep. And I, I don't think I'll be back at cash because I don't carry a wallet around. Mm. I just carry my phone and my car key. But it's so, so powerful yeah. to really govern um, how much you spend. And you think the same thing at the casinos, right? They give you bits of plastic. Yeah. With hundred dollars, it means That's nothing. Right. There's just plastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can put three bits of plastic here. Oh, yeah. It's fifty dollars there, or whatever it is. Yeah, and I rewarded myself today and got myself a coffee at the just up from my office, like I normally do on occasions. And Kath, the owner, automatically yeah. got the terminal out for me to tap. And you're like, and I said, uh-uh, nah, nah, not uh-uh, today, uh-uh, Kathy uh-uh. Dale. Get behind oh, here's, me. Here's yeah. my dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Things are changing in my world. It's doing a bit tough over there, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah. And what, do you go to the ATM once a week? The old ATM. I now need to know where they hang out these yeah. days. So, yeah. And are, um, you, are you just doing that as a... Because I don't live off credit day to day. I just no. don't. And well, and I always have, as you said. Yeah. And I still like the old Amex points and yeah. for business and whatever. And that probably hasn't changed too much. It's more the personal um, cash amount that in my life that I'm spending Hmm. willy-nilly that I've just looked at a bit more. And it's probably come about because of I see I'm strategizing with clients maybe as to how they can sharpen things up. Yeah, and you can experiment with that. Yeah, let's have a play around. So, And a lot of people ask with my spending plan, how does that cash system work? And again, as I said just before, just withdraw it from your blow account. Yeah. Still automate the X amount per week over to your Into blow it. account, yeah. but use that in the ATM. And some companies, I think like ING and UP, I think have um, no ATM fees. No. Yeah, that's so, cool. Yeah. No, that, that's right. a good one. What's your 30? Um, I'm going to go with eliminate analysis paralysis. So if you want to mm. win with money, don't spend freaking 12 years searching for the highest interest bank account that you can yep the best performing share just freaking get started yeah like you've just got to get started because while you're over there thinking about it and strategizing about it i'm over here doing it everyone's doing it so don't get caught in that finding the ideal solution um and that's like in financial planning land and even, I guess, in the medical land, you can go to a doctor and if you need surgery, you know, you realistically, you're never, ever going to get the best solution. Yeah. You're going to get a great solution though yeah. that works. Yeah. So, absolutely. just start saving. Take action. Just take action. And yeah. don't use the researching as a lazy way to stall taking action. And it can be an excuse, can't it? Absolutely, like, yeah. Oh, I'm still researching. Well, no, you're not. You're procrastinating. Mm. Yeah. Straight up. So, cool. so, yeah, that's a... so And just be very self-aware about the analysis paralysis. Like, mm. you, But even with your... Not just your money, like your career, I don't know, relationships, health or whatever. Yeah. Is there something that you've been thinking about it and procrastinating? Mm-hmm. For the last whatever, yeah, just freaking do just it. Get it done. Just get it did. Yeah, geez, we're hard hitting today, mate. Just, uh, ballpark, <laughs> out of the ballpark. So, what's a um? So four. use cash. Yep, the next one. Yeah. So number four is 
give generously with your money. Mm. Now, it's a bit of an out-of-the-box one when we're talking about money and our tips. Um, John, I'm surprised that you went there. (laughs) I thought you would mention it. Am am I rubbing off on you? (laughs) I might be a touch. He's like using cash. He's bloody generous. Yeah, I've never been generous. So, look, I think the reason behind that is in life, you put it out there and you, you get it back tenfold in some way, shape or form. You have a positive attitude and you get positive results organically. Yeah. And so uh, when it comes to giving, we can give our time, we can give our resources, we can give our, our knowledge, we can give our love. Or in this case, um, if we give our money to something that we're passionate about, that might be friends, family, organizations or charities, whatever it is. Uh, I think good things return to us and we feel good about money. Mm. I would say, though, make sure your own house is in order before you start giving all your money away. <laughs> 100%. Like, 100%. You would have started to hear already on the podcast that this podcast is now supporting in way of advertising and talking about the good work that they're doing, mm. uh, the charity called A21. And that's been a charity that I've supported for many years financially. Yeah. And I always thought, John, like, oh, because I've got time, right? I've got a lot of time in my life. You have. I would like to volunteer at a charity. Yeah. I don't want to drive an hour and a half to the head office, work there for a day and do do admin-y things that there mm. could be some other skilled people who can do that. Yeah. Because that's not the best use of Glenn. The so yeah. what I've thought is I can actually help and promote the good work they are doing yep. with the voice that we've got here. That's right. Yeah, it's powerful. And and I I thought the same thing. I joined up with a charity called uh, Orange Sky Laundry who wash clothes for the the homeless and great concept, great initiative brought by a few 18-year-olds back in the day. I think we were into the same yeah, we went to something. And yeah, in Sing- uh, Shanghai, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was fantastic, but the logistics of it were you've got to be at such and such at one thirty on a Tuesday to spend an hour doing that. Now, for me as a business owner, that wasn't going to work. So yeah. how can I do something differently that's got a, a similar feel about it, I suppose? Yeah. yeah. So like if you go on the MyMillennialMoney.com website, you'll see now that the A21 logo is there and mm. um, yeah, it's... Um, that's a good one. And I will say, it's funny you mention that because I'm thinking about doing like, in, instead of saying like goodbye or see you later yeah. at the end of the podcast, I've got a new sign off. Have you? And I'm going to launch it today. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I, I can't wait now. So, uh, And just on the, the charity thing, yeah, I'm actually creating my own charity later in really? the year. Yeah. Okay. I'm raising money for the farmers in drought. So, for all those... I'm a farmer. Oh, my gosh. I'm in drought. Oh, my gosh. No, you're not a farmer. You, do, you wear R.M. Williams. That doesn't qualify hey, you as I a was farmer. in my backyard the other day with my... Because I've been wanting to do it since my ankle surgery. I'm laying on that line. I got the trimmers out and cutting... <laughs> the trimmers. Or, you know, the big secateurs or whatever they yeah. are. The hedge clip. Like, going around, doing all this stuff that... Uh, it was great. Got on the roof and trimming the trees. I was yeah. bloody... Got the green bin and filled it up. Anyway, anyway, through risk of hijacking my uh, yeah, story, I'm uh, <laughs> riding a bike yeah. from Toowoomba to Minyip, 1,366 kilometers. 
raising wow. money for the drought. So, so you're not starting a charity. Well, I'm. You're doing a charitable cause, a charitable ride. Yes. And where will that go to? Like um, bales before hay or whatever. What are they? What's that charity called or something? Yeah, there's a few of them out there. Oh, we're no. just, we're just getting the fine print organised at the moment. Do you need someone to drive the support car? Well, actually, that's the reason I brought it up was I think you'd be good in the lead car. Yeah, honk, yeah. honk. <laughs> you can, we can maybe do a podcast on the road at yeah. Dubbo or... Yeah, that'd be sweet. Geraldly. Yeah, so Geraldly. that's actually very important. Mm. Uh, if you don't give money, you're out of balance. Because as I mentioned before... If you've owned a car, if you've got change, you're in the top 1% of the world. So, shut up. Clean up your finances. Yep. Get your spending plan. Find a charity that you're passionate about. Yep. That aligns with your vibe or whatever. And freaking give some money. Yeah. Also, some of you need to give a freaking smile. That's right. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> Doesn't hurt. Uh, customer service is a nice way to start smiling. Get a lot of... Grumpy old customer service. All right. So, you want my fourth one? Give it to me. Individualize your goals. Yep. Tell me more about that. You're growing up. Your parents want you to go to uni because you've just got to go to uni or Mm. they want you to save up and buy a house because you just got to buy a house. Yep. What works for somebody else or what has worked for somebody else Mm. will not and may not work for you. No. So, you need to be very intentional, very unapologetic. Tell your parents to shut up with mm. respect that, hey, I value what you're saying, mm. but I'm not saving for a house just yet. I'm freaking saving up. I'm going to Europe for a year. This is my goal and yeah. I worked hard for this and this is what I'm passionate about. The same, your friends might be getting married and having kids. You don't have to have kids if you don't want. If you no. want to wait five, knock yourself out. Whatever you do in your life, be unapologetic that it is your goal, yeah. your life or your spouse's goal and like your shared yeah. goal and make it yours and tell everyone to shut up. Yeah, own it and be independent of everyone else's thoughts and opinions. Yeah, so it's good. individualize your goals. Nice, nice. I like that. You like that? Yeah. And that wasn't even my lucky last. No, it was your second last, although you've created a sixth. <laughs> so, um, uh, all right. So, the big kahuna. Oh, here we go. Number five. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> my hand's hovering over the music machine. All right. So, number five, and I apply this to everything in life. Right. You've got to learn to love it. Now, I'll pre-frame that by saying growing up personally, money wasn't discussed at the kitchen table because it just wasn't. Like we, and we didn't live an elaborate lifestyle. We didn't have massive amounts of money. So maybe that was a reason. We, because we didn't have it, it wasn't discussed. And those that did have money were maybe uh, considered um, greedy or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So... Um, I think a lot of us have, I suppose, prohibitions that were actually an enemy to money, whereas actually it's your friend, not your foe, mm. right? So you've got to learn to love it and understand it, that it's a, a transaction for for life and accept that 
and and embrace that and uh, and and really take control of that and not have it be your enemy. Right, and it's funny like. It's very interesting, these points, because that's a great one about love and passion and all mm. that. These points, how to win with money. You notice we haven't talked about find the highest interest savings account. No. Make sure you're paying the... And this is low-hanging fruit for some journalists when they're doing articles. Like, yeah. make sure you review your car insurance and like, yeah. yeah, whatever. That's all hygiene. Like, be an informed consumer. Yeah. We're talking about the stuff that makes you tick. Because the more engaged you are with your life, you'll be engaged with your money. Yeah. You'll be engaged with your relationships. You'll be engaged with your personal health. You just have to clear any crap away. Yeah. Yep. That's And that might be like we did that episode recently about how to move out of home. Mm. You might have the good job and you're welcome to stay at home as long as you want. But you might not love the environment because your parents fight yeah. and it's not good vibes for you yeah or there's an alcoholic in the house or i don't know what it is freaking get out of there yeah rent somewhere low cost get your life back Mm. get that passion back take control i'm giving everyone here that's listening a big fist pump fist pump (laughs) i've got my fist closed take control we are here to encourage you because some of you that are listening do not have this positive voice in your head at all and we are here for you yeah and whether it's it's got to be it's got to start in your head and then surround yourself with that type of um, positive upbeat community don't you but yeah uh, and and i think if anything this podcast is around our community and we're mm. all encouraging each other at all times yeah i mean there's there's 10 tips and we're about to do the uh the last uh, best one, number 10. Uh, <laughs> the 10th in order for a reason. You like yeah. how I made you go first so I could end last? Yeah. Um, you know, these are just, we want to encourage you mm. and have the conversation to keep you pumped throughout the week. Yeah, and these 10 tips you wouldn't see on the front of the Daily Telegraph because they're no, not groundbreaking. They're not, that's right. They're not like, I shop, it's not Tracy Grimshaw or Current Affair. That's right. I yeah. went to Aldi and got 25% off my dishwashing tablets. <laughs> like, it's none of that yeah. BS. This is like the life stuff that's really happening. I bought a stand-up desk at Aldi last week. Did you? Yeah. How much? $130. Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> this one here behind me. Yeah. Guess how much? 800 Yeah, 750 or something. <laughs> that is yours electric? I don't know. I haven't taken it out yeah. of the box well, this yet. This is electric. Of course it's, it is. It's yeah, good. It's, a, it's the Mercedes version. I haven't used it. <laughs> no. Looks good though. Um, All right, give me a fifth. Yes. Okay, so the fifth one is, and I like this, and you need to always have this in your life mm. at all times when it's got to do with your money. Yep. I need a drum roll. the booze will do wait hang on and here we go have a strategy however small you may have just got debt free out of your credit cards yeah what's your strategy is it over the next six months i'm building my emergency fund up to 15 grand where it needs to be yeah then i'm saving five grand and going to freaking argentina for three weeks Mm-hmm then I'm coming back and saving for a home. Okay. And that ties into individual larger goals. Yeah. So I, I think that's both of those are the same one, to be honest. So you've nah. given us four. So what's your fifth? <laughs> no. No. There's a difference between a goal is a target. The strategy yeah. is how we get there. So okay. thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs>
I thought we were friends. <laughs> uh, no, that's good. So, yeah. yeah, I love a strategy. Yeah. So, mm. and that might be that conceptually, we know university isn't for everybody. Mm. You've left school. Heck, have that year off. Have a Go back and listen to the Alexis George interview for crying out loud. Yes. Like it's yes. have the strategy. I And if you are not, if you can, it's funny, John, it's like have the strategy, have a small, it might be take two years off after school, go work at a cafe, chill, love life, yeah. travel, work to travel, work to save, work to travel, all that stuff. Yeah. If you can stop being pregnant and if you can stop getting someone pregnant, you'll have a good shot. Mm. <laughs> like pretty yeah. simple, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> have a have the strategy. Yeah. So, if you can stay off drugs, stay without child and yeah. out of jail, yeah. you're doing pretty good. For sure. I'd imagine. No, that's a good start. That's uh, good. So, there we go. Yeah. Let's do a recap. So, John, your top five um, was value your spare change, save consistently, yep. use cash, yes. give generously, yes. and learn to love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my my ones um get a spending plan buy the cheapest car your ego can afford with Mm -hmm. cash eliminate analysis paralysis Mm -hmm. and i'm talking to you you know exactly who you are (laughs) yeah i'm onto you um individualize your goals and have a strategy Mm -hmm. however small good Good. love it good solid 10 great Who's, who's was the best? You oh, look, I, I think you know it was me, but... You know what? I'm going to give you a bone today, John. <laughs> give a dog a bone. I love the generosity one. Yeah, I thought that would hit your string, strings. <laughs> yeah, loved it. Yeah. No, well, uh, I think it's... I actually crossed another one out and put that in its mm. place. Mm. What did you cull? Um, I... I culled think about your future self, which was a bit about strategy, yeah. So, yeah. I think it's a bit of a given, that one. So, that's your kind of wild card one, where my wild card was probably automate your savings. Mm. But technically, it wasn't because yeah. mine was so concise. <laughs> Not joking. <laughs> no, nah, it was good. Thanks for creating that topic. You're welcome. Mm. So, for everyone out there, get back to the ATM. Hey, Laura. Hey, Glenn. When you and Nathan, like, get married, start a family and, mm-hmm. and be all cute and want to buy a house and get a mortgage, where are you going to get your mortgage? I'm going to go to a mortgage broker. Well, no, you're going to go to sortyourmoneyout.com <laughs> and then click get help. Yes. And I'm going to ask you a couple little questions and introduce you to a mortgage broker that is best suited for you because why don't we want to go to a bank, Laura, directly? Banks are bad. <laughs> That's right. So, basically, a mortgage broker, they will look at your situation and recommend the most appropriate loan for your circumstances. Indeed. I think that sounds really good. So, what's the website again? It's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Perfect. It's as simple as that. That is very simple. And remember, Laura, it's not a house. It's a home. Perfect. I'm going to just do a shout out. Uh, I'm just, I've just opened Facebook. Um, Melanie, oh, Melanie, she sold some gear online. She got eight, she got $467 from selling stuff on eBay. Nice. I love what she said. She goes, thanks for the motivation, Glenny boy. <laughs> Not many people call me Glenny. Shout out to Tino. He asked for some recommendations on books. 
Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, John Fitzgerald, Seven Paths to Wealth. These are the ones that he's read. Napoleon's a good one. Yeah, yep. that's a that's a freaking mind warp. That one. Yeah, that's like mindset. Um, Amy Claire, what up? She talked about side hustles. Madison talked about how much have you paid for a health slash wealth related ebook in the past. Ah, yes. I mean, you should be able to get that stuff for free, I'd imagine. Um, so, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot in there. Oh, another one as well. Jeremy, his son was going to or is going to the World Snooker, World Snooker Championships and he wanted some ideas for fundraising. Oh, yeah. Um, so, that was cool. Busk. Yeah, well, if you can't, if you don't have an instrument or you can't play one. So, now let's answer some questions. Emily asks, relevant to her, she's got the potential to buy into an existing business in the future. It would be interesting to learn more about how to work out if that's a good idea or if it's better to stay as an employee on a great salary. So, you're you're a professional, John. Yep. You're on a great salary. There's the opportunity to buy either into this same business or a different business in the same field, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, what do you do? Um, oh, look, I'm, I'm a calculated risk taker and I, I've, I, prob- I hold an adage that says, well, I don't want to look back with regret. So My life's a freaking regret. Yeah, well, look forward. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... If you're a business-minded person with with business qualities, I, I I would probably stick my neck out and say, let's give it a go. Yeah. But if you're just looking at it from a dollar point of view and you really haven't got a an interest in doing that, then you're probably doing it for the wrong reason. You, you'd want to know what reasons. What are your top three reasons for wanting to do it? Yeah, I'd be very careful um, for a couple of reasons. I would only want to do it if the equity buy-in was significant. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, if, if you're in a business and there's 10 directors and the business is humming along, yeah. like, I would not want to buy in for 5 or 10%. No. The only reason why, because it's pseudo-golden handcuffs. You're mm. stuck there. Yeah. Where I'd rather say, no, I don't want ownership, mm. but just give me a cracking profit share. Yeah. Because then if the crap hits the fan and you've got to get out of there, or if you yeah. don't like it anymore, yeah. one of the directors annoy you, yeah. you can just like cut the freaking cord. Or if you yeah. own 10% in that business or 5%, I mean, you don't have a say really. Yeah. Like when it comes to a vote, you're nothing. No. You Can you can you hold your position as well as have share in a business? That uh, There's a lot of variables to it, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, and generally, no, you, you couldn't. Um, they would want usually most small businesses that allow people to learn and grow up. You've got to be working in the business. Yeah. So I I don't know. I think it'd just be very very cautious. Yeah. You know, if it was only a five or ten percent buy-in, yeah. was there scope in years to buy out retiring partners or directors? Yeah. So you can actually work towards over the next ten years. I want to own thirty to forty percent of this yeah. puppy. Eyes wide open before yeah. you get in. But and, and it. It reminds me a little bit of uh, my mother wants to sell a house. Do you want to buy it off me? Sort of thing. Like if 
if it wasn't for sale or the business opportunity would wasn't you be there, looking for it be, otherwise that's yeah. right and yep. if the answer to that is no then i'd mm. be very cautious there's one here from mark this is actually very interesting purchasing a new home with my elderly dad to live in with him he's assisting with the deposit rent vest or buy a home who's that from a guy called mark Oh, did you do a clarity call nah, with him? No, nah, it wasn't, but similar story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-uh. I can't answer this in one sentence because there's too many things to go into detail with, but cautious. Yeah, I'd be like, nah. Yeah. I mean, you've got an elderly... Let's just unpack this for the listeners before we go. The problem with doing this, number one, awesome that you deeply care for your elderly dad. mm or he's given up money for you to buy a house on the provisor that he lives there. Yeah. Um, I would... Ma- and again, we don't know the amounts involved. Yeah. If it was a decent amount, maybe buy a block somewhere or knock a shack over, build a granny flat for him, separate titles, yeah. a bit of separation, but I'm just certainly not going all in like that because it's just... What if you find a partner and your situation changes but you're financially handcuffed to that situation yeah so the two words that come to mind is emotional and financial if both of those align then let's explore it but if it's purely emotional walk away find a better solution yeah totally all right john that is all today thanks glenn and remember you'll never be worse off from being generous If you are after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. In fact, it's a general advice podcast. But if you do want somebody to talk to, jump onto sortyourmoneyout.com and click on get help and I'll be able to put you in touch with an advisor or a mortgage broker who can actually sit down with you or have a Skype or a Zoom meeting and really work out what you need based on your own personal circumstances. My Millennial Money supports A21. A21 is a non-profit organisation that exists to abolish slavery everywhere. These guys rescue real people from human trafficking across the world. If you want to learn more about how you can contribute to the fight against human trafficking, check out a21.org forward slash au. Remember, we hang out on Insta at My Millennial Money. If you're a regular listener, you're welcome to join our Facebook group. If you want more money hacks, be sure to subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. It's short money hacks, anywhere, anytime, right into your ears. Any advice in this podcast is of a general nature only and has not been tailored to your personal circumstances. Please seek personal advice prior to acting on this information. Before making a decision to acquire a financial product, you should obtain and read the product disclosure statement relating to that product. Opinions constitute our judgment at the time of issue and are subject to change. Neither the licensee, any of the National Australia Group of Companies, nor their employees or directors give any warranty of accuracy nor accept any responsibility for errors or omissions in this podcast. Glenn James, Urban Getter Proprietary Limited, trading a sort your money out, are authorised representatives of Apogee Financial Planning Limited, AFSL 230689. Do you owe me an apology, John? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you do? Well, I'm sorry for whatever you think I need to be sorry for. Well, apology accepted. <laughs> now, 
You know how I asked you the other day if you knew... Yes. And I'll, I'll beep out their names. Yes. Which I said I did. You did, yeah. Yes. And do you know what Michael Hayes does for work? No. He said he... He said when I was talking to him, I said, oh, do you know John and, and Jay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. He said some story about a flat tire or yeah, something. Yeah, he gave me a spare. Yeah. Good on him. Bless his soul. Um, anyway, so we'll leave that there for one second. So remember how in recent months, I, when I, you had a go at me for not booking any meetings before the Sydney event because I'm like <laughs> yes. too tired. And then we did the two interviews in Newcastle and I went home and crashed and yes, I'd have asleep. a very bad capacity. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I was I literally, and it scared the crap out of me, Yeah. two, three in the morning, woke up <gasps> like that, like I'd been choked. Right. And it's really weird. So, went to the doctor he goes, I think you've got really severe sleep apnea. Right. You need a pump. I need I need something. Yeah. And so it just explains why I've got no mental capacity during the day because I, do, I don't sleep enough. Right. So that's like a side effect. Yeah. And um, so, again, apology accepted, John. You, you didn't know that. Um, so so I'm, I'm saying sorry for you not being able to sleep. Yeah. Right. Well, and saying sorry for giving me a hard time <laughs> right. about not doing any meetings before the Sydney event. Sure. Because I needed to be strong. Yeah. So, went to the a sleep specialist who is a, um, uh, basically, I think they're lung specialists. Yeah. Um, a respiratory consultant physician or mm-hmm. something like that. And his name is... Right. Is that what he does? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Never knew that. So he's um he's ordered me a home sleep test and um mm. I've got to obviously lose weight, but you it's so funny. And I I don't look overweight, do I? Oh, not from where I'm sitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so I guess and it's this I I will draw it a parallel. You get in these ruts and it can be with the spending. So Yeah. I'm I need to and you know, it's complex because I couldn't walk or exercise because my freaking ankle would hurt every time mm. I walk. But I'm too tired to exercise and can't be bothered. Mm. So, you're in such a bad mood, you just eat crap. Yes. It's a and snowball. I eat crap and I put on weight and I can't exercise because, well, and my ankle's fixed now, hopefully, so I should be able to. Yeah. So, you, you get stuck in this rut. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hamster and, wheel. Yeah. And I was saying to somebody the other day, like... If you want change, something has got to change. Mm. So it's, and I think personal finance is so similar, I think, to our personal health. Absolutely. So, it relates to everything, doesn't it? Mm. Like even even your work, you could have yeah. a bad day at work, but what do you contribute that to? And there's a snowball effect that uh, that made you be a grump when you got home. Like yeah. it's, it's all re- related. Yeah. So yeah. if we flick that to your money situation... Maybe, you know, my ankle was an issue. You've had a, a car accident that wasn't your fault and you had a $3,000 excess and you didn't have any cash and you got a credit yeah. card and the cat died, The this happened and all these things happened. Yeah. And you're just constantly going around in a circle. Mm. We've got to change something 
so he can slowly make the change. Yeah. Now, yeah. And usually that one change is a mindset change. Yes. Not necessarily a physical change because the physical change will happen as a result of the mindset changing. Yeah. So are you talking about the money? Well, anything. The health? Yeah. Anything, yeah. Yeah. I mean... But it, like, it, but it could just be one thing could be the catalyst yes. to for all the dominoes to fall. For sure. But you can easily sit there and say, well, it wasn't my fault. I, yeah. I had I had some bad luck. Yeah, which I'm. it's not my fault that I'm fat and eat freaking gelato every night. <laughs> yeah, but like if it's confirmation bias says we can blame everything yeah. on anyone else but ourselves. Yeah. But the the facts are until we say, well, I can actually change this, I'm taking control mm. and my mindset is I'm going to improve or do whatever I need to do to change. Yes. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. And I think as well, like for the the whole sleep issue and me being a because I literally feel like crap every day. Yeah, that's not good. And I just thought it was normal. And I think if you're in that situation for long enough, it becomes normal, doesn't well, it? And that's right. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, thankfully, I got the crap scared out of me when I yeah. woke up. Yeah. I'm like, and it kept happening. I'm like, oh my goodness, something's got to change. So mm. if I swing it back to the money thing, just pick one small thing to change yeah because the money thing isn't a medical thing um you know if you can you do something different can you withdraw cash and just have a hundred dollars cash on you to try and last the week yeah can you cut up the credit can you delete afterpay can you do one thing to slowly give you the that a boy that a girl wins to encourage you um, something's got to change if you want change. Yep, and it's and it's often people think too big, don't they? They think, oh, I've, I'm just overwhelmed with the enormity of this thing in my life. Yeah. Whereas, just stick to what can I do in the next hour? What yeah. can I do in the next day? And weirdly, like I got up the other morning and I said, oh, I feel like a nap, and it was nine a.m. <laughs> yeah, well, and then most afternoons. I would go home and nap around 3 or 3.30. Now, because I don't have a job, I've got the flexibility to do that. But it's actually not healthy because I'm neither nine months old or 90 years old. um, And that's not normal, apparently. Um, Apparently not. So, the money situation, if you are living week to week and you're stressed out financially, that is not the norm. Not everyone is like that. A lot of people are. And what is one thing that you can change now? Yeah. I think it's just good to draw those parallels. Yeah. And I'm actually really excited, probably for the first time in maybe 10 years or more, that I can go for a walk in the morning, which I have been, and my ankle doesn't hurt. Pain-free. Yep. And there was an issue with I'm not sleeping properly. Yeah. So, I'm excited. Actually, I was thinking, and I think I've had this sleep issue for longer than what I've thought, right? Yeah. I'm thinking, geez, I look back and go... I've been a freaking moody bitch like <laughs> so much, and I wonder if it's because I'm just not refreshed. Yeah, I got a I got a friend who's got it. He's um he's a moody bitch. Yeah, if he's listening out there. Yeah, hey, what up? I was going to ask him the other day because he got off the machine. We no, yeah. he lost heap of weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I actually want to ask him about it. Yeah, no, it's an, it's more common than you than you think. Yeah, so I'm I'm just glad that it became I became aware. So yeah. I'm excited to get on top of that. 
And I'm thinking, far out. Imagine if I was, could I imagine what I could have done with my business if I was running at 100%? Well, I was just going to say, I'm not, not accusing you or anything, but <laughs> if you said to yourself, well, five years ago, I don't feel as though I've got enough energy in the day. Yeah. I just want to go and get a sleep test. Yeah, I should have bloody done it. Like, and that's that's something that, well, what if I've got this? What if mm. what if I'm doing this with my money? What if I'm yeah. doing this in my work? You know, yeah. like you've got to think strategically, don't you? Yeah. Because no one's going to give you the answer. But you just don't know. So I would encourage anyone, if, you've, if you're relatively fit, and I, I would think I was unfit. I mean, yeah. I'm not you. Yeah. But I'm. I don't get puffed. No. Easy. No. Um. I mean, if it doesn't feel like something's right, go to your GP and just have the discussion. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Nah. Good one. So yeah. All right. I'm, so I'm, yeah. Apologies for uh, hanging crap on you for. Oh, mate, you're you're forgiven. Lucky we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When well, no, are we going to get a new lot oh, of songs? We're going <laughs> to get new songs soon. Um. I've got a question, John. Um, when you stay at a hotel, yeah, do you like what's the first thing you do when you get in the room? It was funny because I think I asked a hotel question last week with Laura. Did you? Yeah. Uh, I would. Um, I'd drop my bag, yeah. and I'd need like <laughs> usually need to go to the toilet. Yeah, sure. You? I, I do. I do. I, I survey the room. <laughs> I check out the bathroom. Check out the window. But more importantly, probably more so before I go to bed, with the hotel beds, are you a tuck or untuck? Uh, untuck. Yeah. Yep. I consciously, because for so long, I couldn't sleep in hotel beds. It was just something weird. And then I worked out. It's because my feet are just held down. Restricted. Just yeah. restricted. Yeah. And it's like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. So, I just go and untuck all the sheets, all the blankets. Mm. And it's happy days. And do you find that more expensive the hotel, the tighter the tuck oh, is? Too much tuck. <laughs> Way too much tuck. So you're literally wherever you stay would be tighter. Oh, mate. My, where I stay, the blankets you, are loose. <laughs> you get a sleeping bag at the, uh, the hostel. Hostel. I stayed at a hostel once in LA and we got our own room, but still never doing it again. That not yeah, I just it was just too noisy. There was there was hot water ran out in the morning. Yeah, I mean, so in early twenties, like I was once, mm. you you'd put up with that stuff, but yeah, I don't put up with anything. I noticed. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 